of the east everybody host here buzz with co-host sean joined by a special guest once again rick how you doing rick pretty good how you doing hey we're doing good we're uh gearing up for another afc east showdown right with uh the terrible towels the pittsburgh steelers man and you guys you're coming off a, a hot-handed win against the new single bachelor tom brady Oh yeah, I think Tom. I think Tom had a lot of problems besides football. <laughs> he says, uh, "I don't know if you saw Rick, but he had said that it's getting really hard in the NFL because it feels like you're going on deployment." <laughs> yeah, Sean, what do you think about Tom's words? I know that for a long time he was there in New England. Him and Bill got along, or maybe they didn't. But you think he was just having PTSD from his time there in New England? No. Um... It, it, it sounds like words of confliction. I think sometimes he vocalized things in his actions based off of maybe how him and Giselle felt rather than just how he felt. And I think sometimes that kind of merges. Um, but the filter is definitely off of Tom. Tom isn't the same Tom in New England. He who's definitely right? says what's is on Giselle his mind. Is Giselle right or is Tom right? And they're, they're both wrong. Oh, get out of here. I mean, they... They got married together. They both understood the circumstances. It's on them both. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she understood he'd be playing at forty-five years old, but yeah. I, I I don't I don't think anything in that man has ever told anything in life that he wasn't about competition. He'll stop playing football when they run out of options. That's just how he's been. No, he said they when he stopped playing bad and un- <laughs> he said when he stopped playing bad and unfortunately. That could be way longer than I think he even thinks because he's still better than three quarters of the league when you look at Russell Wilson. You think he's better than Mitch Trubisky and Tua Tungavailoa? I think it's good words off. But anyhow, um, which actually you brought up an interesting point I want to touch on. Um, I know we talked about it in our last episode of, uh, you know, the Patriots-Dolphins postgame. Um you know, it was kind of talked about Mitch Trubisky being, you know, having that weird situation in the locker room with, uh, you know, apparently him and Deontay Johnson got into it. And the report actually recently that I was able to receive said that it was an actual altercation. Oh, Rick, what do you got to say about so, that? I mean, that that's kind of interesting all the time. I mean, you have the dumper, you had Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. He was mad when he didn't get the ball. He started playing Rosselberger. Deontay's probably doing the same thing. The play calling's bad. He doesn't like it. He's not getting the ball enough. And Trubisky's not getting it to him. So yeah, I noticed during the last game, Trubisky's target was always Claypool because Claypool was showing up. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's hard to argue. Claypool caught the hard passes when it came to uh, Sunday's game against the Bucs, and the Bucs paid for it. Yeah. I think um, Deontay Jones wants to be that prima donna receiver. He's not that caliber. Yeah, he he's not that guy. I I agree with that. That's uh, that's an excellent analysis there because I would agree with that. 
Um, now, as in for the quarterback dynamic, how does that work for Kenny Pickett? That's kind of a weird situation going on over there. A little different than the Patriots, but you know, somewhere on the same wavelength with what's going on with the backup quarterbacks. Everybody knows in football, it's about one thing. It's about winning. If you got a quarterback that's that winning, one. he's playing. Just like New England. I don't think Mac Jones is ever coming back. If Zappy keeps doing what he's doing, hey, whoa. <laughs> Rick, oh, on man. Zap attack. On that one. Listen, I – Personal foul on that shit. <laughs> well, you can call personal foul on anything nowadays. But I think, uh, honestly, Rick, when you're looking at, so Dolphins play the Steelers and probably one of the, actually, one of the better primetime games of the last six games of the season because uh, we saw the Commanders and the Bears and then we saw the oh, yeah. Broncos and the Colts and we're getting the Cardinals and the Saints this week. So primetime wise, it's not I'll too bad. I'll take that one. I'll but, take uh, the Cardinals and Saints. Yeah, I'll take that one too over this. Which, by the way, just going to throw it out there. It has been announced that Jameis Winston is probably going to be benched for Andy Dalton. I don't know what that says, but it can't be good. It just means they finally realize Winston stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Broken back and all. Hey, so, Rick, Miami's playing uh, Steelers this Sunday night, prime time in Miami. And of course, uh, Dolphins and Steelers have a history of playing putrid games, as you oh, can yeah. recall, the infamous rain game uh, that yeah. finished three no uh, three zero. <laughs> so there's been a lot of uh, uh, you know Brian Flores when he was our coach. There was the Monday Night Game era there that was just not a good game on either side. But Steelers obviously won that one handily. I think we we're in uh, the 2020 season. Um, Going into this game, I want to say that uh, both teams are actually pretty balanced uh, for the most part. Um, Miami has the eighth-ranked offense uh, and the 28th-ranked defense. And uh, the Steelers have the 27th-ranked offense and 27th-ranked defense. So <laughs> there's a little yin and yang there, Rick. But you guys turned it around last week against the Bucks. You beat them in a, a really hard-fought victory there against uh, Tom Brady and them. Do you think uh, that momentum is going to carry over for you guys heading into Miami this Sunday night? I think it will because I think the defense finally woke up. Because you're us, we play without TJ, we play without Minka, and we were still getting the job done. A lot of those guys stepped up, and I think that's what they needed to do. I think it was 34. It, it was Edmonds. He was everywhere. Every time I saw him, he was in on a tackle every time. So he made some big plays. So and I think they're finally starting watched, to wake up. I watched that game. I watched that game wire to wire, and I saw something I didn't see against the Patriots. And there was pressure nonstop. Yep. On I'm that buck so line. 99 for um, a lot of pressure on him. And, yeah. and it wasn't even just that. I saw tight coverage. I saw they were only giving the shallow crosses on the inside to Tom Brady. And he was having to force that pass in there just to get something. So that, that Steeler defense, I don't know where they've been. They were there. They were there Sunday. You think Giselle was calling defensive plays? Uh, she may have been playing with those magical rocks. I know something about <laughs> which do I don't know, Wiccan, yeah, Chakra, <laughs> whatever she does there. But something's going on there. Rick, I thought you might like this. I'll have to send you a picture. But somebody photoshopped Trubisky's face on Brady's body with Giselle. I sent it to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, my God. Um, 
You know, well, I will say this. So I, I did see that Steelers game. There was a lot of people stepping up, making plays. I think Brian Flores put together a good game plan along with the defensive coordinator as well. And um, Devin Bush was respectable as well in that game. And personally, I think that their defense is clicking now. It's six games into the season. This is going to be the seventh one. The only thing is um, there's a couple of big issues there. So the first one I would say is my question would be, can the offense score points? You know, I don't know if you're going to be able to beat Miami if you score only 18 points, 20 points. You're going to have to – you have to get turnovers, but I think you score 25 points, you'll probably beat us. The Vikings scored 24 and, and got the job done. But I honestly feel as though the question is going to be, how do they stop Tyreek Hill? Because Tyreek is setting records right now for Miami. He's got 700 yards and 50 catches in the first six games. Um, he's been pretty much unstoppable, it seems like, for the most part. And two was coming back, too, this week. Um, it's a big question mark. My biggest concern is, of course, Cameron Hayward's on the line, and we all know how he likes to punch quarterbacks in the guts and do whatever he needs to do. <laughs> so I'm kind of fearful for Tua here. Teron Armstead is supposed to come back, oh, but he hey, probably won't last the whole game. Don't don't forget about Devin Bush beating the crap out of someone in a CBS. So that's out there, too. Wasn't that Bud Dupree or was that Walgreens? No, you're right. That was Bud Dupree. <laughs> what is it with Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> oh, linebackers man. and pharmacy assaults? <laughs> I don't know about Dupree's in Houston. I haven't known about Dupree. He must be he must be stinking up his no. <laughs> well, the we Titans saw that cut video him. and it was it was pretty nasty. The Titans, yeah, the Titans cut him when they realized they couldn't go to a Walgreens <laughs> anymore as a team. So uh but Rick, what do you what do you think the Steelers approach is gonna be to try to slow down Hill? I think that I think it has to be ball control. I really do. I mean, to me, when I was watching that game, the guy that stunk the most, the guy I was the most least impressed with, believe it or not even though he caught a touchdown pass, was Najee Harris running the ball. And I know the offensive line's not that good, but there were so many times he just ran up there and stopped. They're like, okay, what do I do now? Like, he didn't try and charge or break a tackle or not yet. He just stopped. I'm like, but he was averaging 2.1 yards a carry. I know the defense was good, but he wasn't looking like, looked like he wasn't even trying to run. Now, he's had that issue, it seems like, all season long. Yeah. So, I he's mean, like, um... He he could be hitting what I've seen before, as in uh, Lawrence Maroney did it, you know, the pitter-patter right before they make that break, waiting for the lane to open up. I think he's looking for the rushing lane, and he's not liking what he's seeing, and it's causing hesitation. And yeah. I think that's why you're seeing the two yards. Yeah, uh, I, but I, I believe it was 2.1. It. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to overthink it. I really do. He needs to just hit the hole and break a couple tackles and get used to it, take the hits. He's overthinking. He's trying to do what Le'Veon Bell used to do. He used to dance around, pick his holes. Le'Veon Bell can't, could do it. Le'Veon Bell was patient. Yeah. Yeah, he worked for Adam Gase. I, I was going <laughs> to say, that works, with Le'Veon, that works with Le'Veon Bell when you have a passing game. That's yeah. the difference. Uh, I, which, by the way, Rick, uh, Sean and I have been following Adam Gase's post-NFL career. Did you know that he took the Lincoln High School football team to the playoffs with a record of four wins and five losses? I didn't know that. So he's even under 500 as a high school coach. So. <laughs> yeah, it's in the paper. They thought about replacing him, but they're bringing him back. So thank God. Um, he made the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They, they, they offered they offered him a uh, free free pitchers at the local brewery, and apparently that's all it took. Wasn't enough. He needed some of that white cocaine. 
that white powder substance. So um, my question is going to be my biggest thing is I worry about because Steelers defense is coming alive. Obviously this is a prove it game for Brian Flores. Cause he's going back in there. This is the first game. Steven Ross can actually be at now since being suspended for messing up, trying to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton. So he's going to be back up there in the skybox watching this uh, game. And you have to know that Brian Flores knows that, and he's going to scheme, but yeah, I, I'm curious and I'm hopeful that, you know, the only way they were going to win this game is we're going to have to learn to run the ball. We're going to have to keep the Steelers defense honest. And if we can't keep the Steelers defense honest, well, it's going to be a repeat of the Bucks game because Leonard Fournette couldn't run the ball at all. And it was a one dimensional team. And if it's a one dimensional team, then your plan of attack is pretty simple. Um, I don't know. Is Minka Fitzpatrick coming back this game? I hope so. That'd be a revenge game for him. Yeah, I would say so. Well, that'd be odd. Minka and Flo on the Steelers sideline in the Miami Garden Stadium there. I, I'm I'm going to take a wild guess. and I'm going to say there's no chance in hell he doesn't come back. Yeah. At least I, I know snaps. he wants to play this game. Yeah. At least for yeah, some I, I think I think on your calendar, I think that's what he's got circled. And I think him and Brian Flores are, are going to be ready. And I think the Steelers defense... I think he's going to devise a plan. I mean, think of it. Who's Tom Brady? Brian Flores, specifically multiple times a year, he had the answer. Brian Flores, he he's got his game circled. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. level on Flores' head. He, he's pretty much going to coke. He knows Miami's tendencies pretty much. Yeah. So I think I agree with that. I, but, I uh, think McDaniel or not, I think he's ready for this. You think McDaniel's ready for it? No. Don't. He's not ready for the ping pong table controversy. He's not ready. Rick, did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, so Tyreek Hill had come out and uh, said that he took out the ping pong table in the Dolphins locker room prior to the Vikings game so they could focus on the game more and preparation and whatnot. McDaniel was asked about it and said to him that demonstrated true leadership. And I guess Tyreek had come out probably about four or five hours after that when he was streaming on Fortnite and said, no, nah, he's just getting the table replaced. It should be a new one in there next week. <laughs> so when McDaniel was asked about it again, what's going on. the coach said, well, it is the player's locker room. So the players are going to do what they do. What I think he was show. being sarcastic, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I want to give you the early odds before we talk about uh, Patriots and Bears because we all know that's going to be a barn burner. So – as far as the betting lines go here, uh, a couple of things here. So some insiders have said, uh, one of them being the Arizona Republic, they're taking Steelers over Dolphins 2017. Now I'll have you know the Dolphins open up as favorites by seven points. That's a little disrespectful, right? Seven yeah. points? Yeah. Um, they're home, right? I, I think it's because two is coming back. And the talk is that Miami is 3-0 and under Tua, and they're 0-3 without him. My um, biggest question is what time? What time is the game? Uh, prime time. Prime time Sunday? Yeah, Sunday night. 8-15. Okay. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, that that's actually a pretty big influencer because, you know, what's typically the biggest Miami uh, influencer is um, exactly what they posted against the Vikings. You know, they showed the temperature of the both benches. Well, that's a non-factor. 
Prime time, non-factor. Well, the last time we had a primetime game, Tua got sent to the hospital. So hopefully we don't have a repeat of this time. So yeah, it, it's it's going to be in the 60s that night. The 60s? Yep. Yeah, that's not hot. I don't know if the Steelers are ready for that fall weather. And the Steelers ready for the fall weather. They're probably turning already up north. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. It's abnormally comfortable in Florida this time of year, apparently. Well... Yeah. I, I would say this. Uh, everybody's saying take the points for the Steelers, but Dolphins should win. There's a couple outliers. I'm going to say that Miami does pull it off just because I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. And I think that Miami pulls it off and they win 23 to 17 over the Steelers. I think it'll be, it's not going to be a runaway game. I think it's going to be tough, but it'll come down to like a last minute touchdown. Maybe who knows, maybe overtime, but uh 23-17, I think Miami gets that because Tyreek Hill makes a couple big plays or Jalen Waddle. Um, but, Rick, what what is your take on it? Well, I always got to go with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to win like 24-17 only because I think they're going to do exactly what Miami doesn't expect them to do. And I think Najee Harris is going to have a good running game. I like the guy that have his backup is Warren because he's pretty fast. So if they can run the ball, I think they'll win. Right. They've got so, to run the ball. They have to. Saw shades of that in the Cleveland game on Thursday night earlier in the year where they were running the ball well, but uh, then they realized, oh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky's back there. Whoops. So, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> I can't, don't throw it in, Mitch. Just run it in. And I figure, I figure Minko will make a pick and score the winning touchdown. Ah, there's your prediction. Minka's going to get a pick six in this game. It's possible. I mean, uh, uh, if Tua throws deep, it hasn't looked that pretty. So uh, try to against the Bengals in that cover two shell, then oof, yeah, that's that's not good. Sean, what's your prediction of that? 21-16 Steelers. Wow. Because Man. you know why? I think we're going to see a repeat. McDaniel's going to try to go for a cheeky two-point, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to backfire. Eventually, that was a pretty dumb decision, by the way. You know, Michael Scott and Wayne Gretzky both said you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. So well, you'll miss a hundred percent. You miss a hundred percent of those shots because you're not even aware of the shots that are even being taken with your own call. <laughs> I think McDaniel's learning on the job, and I think he's just uh, struggling right yeah, now. If you want to call it that, sure. So I'm going to withhold judgment till the end of the year. But I will say I did look at our cap before we talk uh, the Patriots and Bears. Boy, are we in cap hell. Sean, I was talking to you about it. We're paying Cedric Wilson at wide receiver. We're on the hook for $6.5 million this year and eight next year. He has 11 catches for 82 yards this season. We also... Or on the hook. I'm shitting on Aguilar. That makes me put that in perspective. Yeah, but <laughs> not only that, but we, we're on the hook for Byron Jones. We put avoidable years on his contract so we could get his contract lower this year, which right. he's got three weeks left before he goes on IR for the season. Whoa. So he's getting 5.9 mil this year, but next year he's supposed to get 19 mil. And if we get rid of him, we're still going to have 15 in dead cap. Plus... Plus, he's going to be hitting against our cap space till 2027. Yeah. The, the biggest this, thing. This is a window is, of all windows right now. 
the biggest thing is the cliche that I keep bringing up. It's all dependent on the decision with the quarterback. The oh, money, I you were... that's, that's the decider, I think, though. I thought you were going to say that cheaters they... never win unless you're the Patriots. Okay, are Other you my world history teacher in my sophomore year, Mr. Castle, who I also said... Matt Castle? No. no. And that's exactly a shot I took. I went, wait, aren't you at the same lit? And he went, and I went, that's what I thought. I'm going to get an F, so I'm going to shut up right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest incline to the Dolphins kind of cap situation is if they kind of figure out what they want to do with the two corners, Gusecki, whether he stays or not, it doesn't matter because it's a franchise tag. It's going to move on. Frank, um, you want to switch GMs? Oh. <laughs> I, I, I think that part is kind of like it doesn't matter. Um, the receiver situation, it, it is what it is. Tyreek Hill wants his money. He's going to take his money. He'll move on afterwards. Um, it's mostly dependent on Tua, like that evaluation of the season, which you guys know my take. I think I you know Buzz's take. Listen, <laughs> I just don't think he's going to survive. Not, again, I, I not behind th- this line. I don't think it matters. I don't know. Like the actual point you're making right now is speaking for itself. It's the same thing people said. From our draft show, when he was drafted, it was all dependent on his injury history, and if he was able to, you know, overcome those odds, he had a history of that. It's repeating every year, repeating. Whether it's concussions, his O-line's fault or not, the man finds himself in the same circumstance. Rick, what do you think of Tua real quick? I mean, I watched him play. I mean, sometimes he just wings the ball up and hopes they catch it, I think. But uh, <laughs> he, he I've watched sometimes he leads a drive and he does really well. He picks the receiver, he plays it, he takes the, what's open to him. But there's so many Thinking times he double. forces the ball and he shouldn't do it because he forces the ball a lot. If you watch him throw, mm-hmm. he'll throw in the coverage, he'll throw in down, you know, he'll just pop, he'll be running, just pop on upper. The guy's open, but. He's around there every once in a while. And he gets hit too often. He's going to start. He starts. He starts going to have happy feet when he gets hit enough. And you get enough concussions, you'll get happy feet. That's what I'm wondering. What's going to happen with this game? That's kind of going to be because if that offensive line, which you know we had, we gave up six sacks in the Viking game. Uh, three of them came from Zadarius I'm, Smith. And and <laughs> let me be honest, it, it's not a bad defense Minnesota has. But it's not elite. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely not. Speaking of not being elite, we've got the Bears and the Patriots coming up. Another primetime game. Boy, oh boy, the Bears are in primetime after primetime, and rightfully so. One of the most exciting football teams I've ever seen in my life as a football fan. <laughs> I can't do this. The Bears suck. Patriots are going to wind up winning this game, Sean. How much? How much are they going to win it by? Thirteen twenty-one, because I think that's all. Thirteen points? They couldn't even score oh, more no. than. Uh-huh. Come on! It's going to be like twenty-eight to seven. Yeah. Thirteen twenty-one. The Patriots are going to do what they need to get the turnover 
and they're just going to run the ball, run the clock out, and call it a day. Do you remember how last week's show you said, well, I think the Browns and the Patriots, it's going to be close, but I think they're going to wind up winning 24 It was 17. close. It wasn't it close. It was close. 38 no, to from, 15? From Okay. Uh, two muff punts. Yeah. Kind of made a big difference. You don't that, think the Bears are capable game of muffing more than that? No. Are you doubting the Bears? I don't think Bears? that's their issue. I don't think that's their issue. They run the ball well. They're their issue keep is the, the whole organization. In check. No, I think yeah, the I'm, issue I'm, is they have a young quarterback who is actually pretty gifted, and they refuse to let him pass. Now, that's see, the I problem. problem. I have a problem with that because you you name me one, just one quarterback that come out come out of a high stake that was good. That's Terrell Pryor. He was a receiver. Yeah, he was best known for a receiver. He started as a quarterback. But they moved him to receiver. <laughs> no, but that's besides the point. I, I, I really feel like Justin Fields, he has elite arm talent. He he clearly can run. It's Maybe Mitch Trubisky could do that a little better. Or Tua. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they sold in Miami, by the way. But besides the point, the guy has the talent. That's not what I question. He... It's about the defenses. The Patriots, they're banged up. They are. It is what it is. They're banged up on defense. They're missing their two first starting corners. Lawrence Guy, yet again, out another game. Montgomery is a good running back. I respect the run. Is he? That wasn't the issue with the Browns. They didn't continue to run. They forced the throw. They turned it over doing that. Don't the Bears have Khalil Herbert there as a running back? He's got getting all the all the rushes and all the carries. They're splitting him and Montgomery a lot more. I was about yeah. to say Montgomery had like a buck sixty last primetime game I watched against the Commanders. But, but yeah, Khalil had like at least on my fantasy team he had seventy five rushes, seventy five yards. That's all yeah. I know. Hey, we don't talk. Fa- don't you? Oh put that fantasy no. In here. Fantasy I'll tell you talk. Something about fantasy football. Sean. Montgomery, he won it for me when it mattered last year. But this year, Minnesota blew it. And guess what? They won the game. So Listen, that doesn't mean your issue. Me. Your issue is you relied on Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. That's your no, issue. I didn't. Oh, no, 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 hey, I don't care. I got Josh Allen. That's all I care about. <laughs> oh, Rick's hey, 30 what's your record, Rick? Huh? I'm five and one. My I'm five and You're one. Five my and one? Get out of here. Yeah. How did you lose? Uh, well, I had a couple guys on a bye, and I couldn't find able to replace them. <laughs> Oh, and so I am just like the Patriots, like one point and two points. And here I am, just like the Patriots, three and three. I'm like I pulled it out at the end. Well, I, I will say this: I think I get where you're coming from, Sean, and I know that you know Patriots are might be a little banged up on defense, but I really don't think it is going to be close. I think the Patriots will pull away in the second half in that yeah. third quarter. See. There's a difference. I think there is a difference between the score looking close and the game being close. You can sit there and watch the game and go, I don't care if they're winning by seven or ten points, they're going to win the game. And there's a difference between, oh, they're neck and neck. It's 
You know, it, it's seven points. It could be anyone's game, but deep down, you know who's going to win. That's not what I'm saying. I think the score is going to indicate the game's close. I, I don't mean, think so, it's going to be a runaway. I, I don't think I, it's going to be a blowout. I, I just don't. Which team think has the better coach? Bears. It's or... not even close. It's the not Bears. even close. The Bears. But, the, but, but <laughs> to be fair, I think if you put that in most perspective with the Patriots, I'm going to tell you it's the Patriots. But, like, Sean, I don't even know the Bears head coach's name. Let's put it this okay. way. They did a ranking That doesn't on. mean he's not good. You are what they your record says you are. 30th. What is – listen – he can't the be worse. Are three and three, so that doesn't say much. Okay, but he, is is the Bears coach better than Nathaniel Hackett for Denver? Yeah, anyone no. is. Yeah, I am. No, I'm better. What? See, Denver got. I roll got out of bed, and I'd be a better coach. Russell Wilson's over the hill. They got sort of, sort of bill of goods with him. They got you know taken to the cleaners. I call better time management on Madden when I roll out of bed with two and a half hours of sleep. Than Nathaniel Hackett. In <laughs> fact, I'm willing to say I probably have better time management than McDaniel does. Hey. He almost threw away that first game against the Patriots simply because, you know, run the ball. Oh, wait, maybe he knew his team couldn't run the ball. So maybe that says something about his talent evaluation. Well, I want to say this, though. Mm. I know what the problem with Russell Wilson is. He doesn't have he Tyler Lock. He can't cook. No, he doesn't have Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Ask Geno Smith what it's like to have Tyler Lockett. Well, he wasn't using him early on, so I don't no, think that's the case now, either. I think it's what it is. You, but, you know what it is? Geno Smith actually surveys the field because he has nothing else to live for. He's willing to take the hit if it means him giving the open throw. Yeah, but don't forget Russell Wilson. Three memes in a row. I have snapshots of game-winning drives where there's an open receiver, and he's looking the complete opposite way every single time. Let him cook. He's predetermining, predetermining throws. He's got a throw already picked out before he even makes it. He knows. He knows where it's going. Hundred percent. See, Pitt knows. Mister Pitt over here knows. Yeah, I'm worried that uh. You know, it sounds like Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. the only thing is Tyreek Hill actually makes a play though. Yeah, but, no, he 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 makes a play and he has the record-breaking catches, but it's not winning games. Neither is your cat, Sean. But I, <laughs> that wins games over here. I don't know about you. Cat cars me out. I give up. How many times has, have I heard you on Madden say it's stupid cat, and it's just like <laughs> controllers like pauses the game. Uh, hey, just the same as I hear the sun touch the Xbox and I go. Yep, that's right. So, <laughs> Rick, um, I know you, you're predicting Steelers win, but I just want to let you know that this is a kind of a tough pill to swallow, but the Steelers are 0-3 versus the AFC East. Well, that means I got to win sooner or later, right? <laughs> so, yeah, fourth time's a <laughs> charm. Uh, oh, so I'm going to, yeah, I, I'm going to say uh, Patriots are going to beat the Bears, and I'm going to say Dolphins squeak out a victory if Tua stays healthy the whole game. Uh, I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm just worried. 
honestly. And then the Jets win the AFC East. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think they're going to beat Buffalo? You think they're going to beat Buffalo? They've been playing. They got a lot of confidence going in. And I'm going to tell you what, that's going to be close. It's not going to be a runaway. It's going to be close. Did you know they're the top wild card team right now? Who? The Jets? The Jets. I like Zach Wilson, the quarterback. He looks like he's durable. He knows what he's doing. So that's what the women say. You see, he, here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I would disagree because the man's been injured in both seasons he started. But their backup is Joe Flacco. How do you doubt that man? Zach Wilson's better than Flacco. You think he so? threw 99 yards, Zach Wilson, in three quarters, and they still won a game. Grit. Right, Rick? It's all about management. It's not – how you win, it's that you win, right? Listen, I'll take did you see Eli Manning's career? I was about to say, I was writing that last year. I was writing that mantra last year when the Patriots beat the Bills with Mac Jones throwing three passes, three passes until they got their clocks cleaned when they played the Bills at home. Listen, that was funny when uh, McDermott goes up and the first thing he says in that presser is, let's not give Bill any more credit than he deserves. Did you hear about the joke after that game, though? Uh After the game, Bill Belichick goes into the Bills locker room and he you know, just says, good game to all the players and the coaches, just being a class act that he is. Maybe he was looking for some playbooks. I don't know. But he was in there and he was congratulating them. And then someone said at a Bills team, they said, well, why was he even in there in the first place? You know what a Patriots fan said? He's used to winning there so much he thought it was his locker room and misread it. <laughs> Bills. <laughs> but I mean, then they got blown like, off. So. I was like, what was there? Like a, uh, a 23, oh, wait, uh, a league record win? In a division rival. Why can't he win in Miami, Sean? Why why don't you guys understand that? You guys can't do it against Jets. Can't do it against the Patriots. Can't do it blindfolded. Couldn't do it with a Marino. Hey, we got the fake spike though. Infamous. Yeah. Infamous. Patriots also scored a touchdown using the same play, except for we won Super Bowls when we did it. Tom Brady won Super Bowls. Patriots haven't 72. been there. Patriots haven't you, been there since. Were you bored when they won that? Uh, what year was that? Rick was born. I was born. Yeah. Years ago. Rick remembers. 50 years ago. Listen, I this jacket remembers. It's from that era. Okay? <laughs> that era. Much, so respect on, much respect on the jacket. I respect that. It, it, yeah. It's classy. I like that. I like it is that classy. Thing. Yeah. You know. Chicks dig dolphins. But uh, anyways. <laughs> maybe ride. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Uh, that's going to wrap us up here for today. Big shout out. Thanks for joining us again, Rick. Yeah, thank and, you, Rick. No problem. All right. And, uh, you're welcome. Everybody, you can right. catch us out wherever podcasts are available. And uh, Rick, you're out there on Instagram too, right? All right. Hey, listen, I have one question before you go. Yeah. What in the world is wrong with Aaron Rodgers? You should be asking yourself, what is right with Aaron Rodgers? No, I, I tell you what. I, I heard Whole Foods is out of mushrooms this time of year for his DMT trips. 
<laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is just tired of playing with kids on that team. Like, yeah, you know, he's looking college for kids. moves on the trade line. Did, did we hear any trade moves? I think Gasicki. I told Sean Gasicki's going to be a Packer. Gasicki's going to be a Packer. That's what That's I think. Happen. He could What's use the, the trade line. Isn't it today? Couldn't we all? Wasn't the trade line today? No. Two yeah, more weeks. It today. It's November. Weeks, it's not going to happen. It will. It's not. Dolphins are fielding offers. We always are. Yeah. In case you haven't heard. Money and draft picks work. Mr. Fire Sale himself, Chris Greer. Anyways. CMC. <laughs> All right, everybody, you take care. Thanks for listening.